Well, our moms think we're funny. The only book I'll say that you look from beginning to end where you can't say that anything's changed, but it was already good to begin with. Boom. Yep. <laughs> yeah, boom. Because he was the animator. Oh, yeah. The dude was from the beginning to end solid. Yeah. Um, Colin... I think there was only one issue where I thought something was a little off. It was very. It was either first or second issue so, where they introduced Thorn. Yeah. And, and there, there was this weird thing where she was in the... Like taking a bath or going to the bathroom, yeah. I couldn't tell, and it was, was very weird. It's like the first bath. time you met her, and you're like, and you're like, you okay. can't tell if she's taking a bath or going to the bathroom. That's a weird panel, and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but after that, I can't say there's one thing wrong about that book. Even the lettering, yeah, was oh, consistent. God. You can't say that about anything, um, man. Wait, wait, wait. Call- Maybe she's doing both. Just she had peeing in the shower. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It was a stream. It's <laughs> all just downstream. We're okay. Part, part of the uh, part of the Marines, you know. It's like, oh, yeah, I pee on my feet to eradicate the smell and the bacteria. But no, like uh, Colleen Duran once said that Jeff Smith was like born fully formed out of a rock or out of the head of a god or something like that. That he just like came onto the scene a perfect artist and stayed a perfect artist all the way through. They were rock stars, man. When they were doing that, oh, um, a dream Duran. something dream. You remember they had the yeah, big display with the, the tree. Yeah, like, they were rock stars, man. There was people they couldn't grab the money from people's hands well, that, fast enough because it was like crowds. Yeah, of people. and I've told Turk about that. Like Dave Sim would rent limos for them to just like roll up to the cons in friggin' limos, and they would all come out wearing tuxes. It's like we're gonna pres- present ourselves as these like fucking celebrities, and people bought it. Nineties, uh, um, fame, man. I mean, oh, like yeah. that, that you were. It was a good time. <laughs> that was one of my first cons, and it made me. St- Fan from like actually because of meeting Jeff Smith made me a fan of his for life because my first con was '94 um, Heroes Con. Oh really? And like nice. uh, it was a much smaller con then, much smaller yeah. venue. You could walk up to Alex Ross, Mark Wade <laughs> on Marvels, uh, Joe Casada, um, Jimmy Palmiotti. You, uh, uh, dude, you could get anybody's signature. You could just walk up. I mean, there was maybe a little bit of a line. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't like. But Jeff Smith, he was there. He was probably on issue ten or eleven. Wow! And I, I, but he had still had first prints of six. Wow! So I bought awesome. second, third prints of the, some of the early books. But from that moment on, once the book came out, every month, yeah, till the end, I bought that book. And like he was harder and harder and harder to get to each year because he'd always oh, yeah. do a sketch for me. First he did the dragon, then he did Ted, then he was gonna draw. Uh, then he did a uh, um, Ahab. Um, oh yes, one of, one of the um, phony, is phony butt bones, <laughs> and then but I was and I was going to get them all together in a thing, but I couldn't get to him anymore. Yeah, but yeah. It, but he was always consistently very kind, nice, free with his time, and like me and my buddy, we we drove over there together, and like uh, we saw him across the street. We're like Jeff. <laughs> and he's like, hey. He's kind of like you're hurting Hudson. Like, <laughs> and, we and we were just giggled like little girls and thought we were uh, we were stupid. Oh my god, it's Jeff. He's looking this way. We talked to him. He's there. He's a person. Uh, but no, it's, it's. I, um. Alright, so anyway, so, um, I still have not talked about my person yet. Um. Yeah, and, and I've still got one I've got to do, so. Oh, yeah, yours is awesome, though. Well, I've, well I've, got, I've got one besides him, though. Oh, my goodness. You yeah. need to say who you're going to, though. You need to okay, at least right, say right. it. Okay, so, so let, me, let me get to mine here, all right? And like I said, mine, mine is very, very special. Um, I uh, There was another artist that I almost thought about talking about because I really hated their work when I first saw them, and I actually did a review once, and I trashed their work. But it really <laughs> wasn't bad. It just I was just being a dick, honestly. I mean, I, at the time, I didn't care for it, but really, I was just being a dick. Um, it worked really wasn't that bad. 
But um, the person that I want to uh, that I want to talk about here is actually I got to find their name again now because uh, oh yeah is uh, Duncan Rillo. Um See, I wasn't even familiar with this guy. Yeah. Uh, so I, again, I I'm gonna I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say. It's the guy you show me the work of, right? Yeah. So here's yeah, this uh, here's that Alpha Flight cover he did. Oh yes. Yes. Um, so this is Alpha Flight ah. um, number fifteen. <laughs> Um, from shit, I don't know, back in the 2000s or whatever. Um, written by uh, Steven Siegel, right? Not Steven Seagal. Oh, um, and this good. is a guardian and vindicator and puck and two other people I don't know fighting some purple creatures. Um, and, um, and I don't know, but it's just. The faces on these people, the huge... Like, we talked last night about, you know, uh, one of your characters, uh, Crawler, and the big jaw and stuff. But mm. these guys have these, like, weird oversized jaws that are not part of, like, the drawing style for them. They're just, like, misshapen and, like... <laughs> look at the nose on Puck. I mean, The nose is shit. awful. And he draws people with these huge noses like that. Oh, they're just... They're, just, they're insane. It looks Even, like... Look how far back his mouth goes. Like how it's like he's got this <laughs> huge, like like Julia Roberts mouth. It's like his jaw and his, like he's Canadian. Well, he is Canadian, so never mind. I, I just proved the point right there. Um, yeah, your close up of the shot, though, like you get rid of that. I mean, look at that hand. That, that that's not too bad. It's the, the faces that kind of mess up everything. I look like, how, look how flat that hand is. Oh, it's like it's got a stack. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's pretty rough. Yeah, look at that. The Elvis-looking guy with, yeah. the, with the with the with the misshapen maple leaf on his shoulder. What is that? I don't even know. Is they, they have all the outfits matching Wind or something. or whatever. I don't know. And then okay, look at Heather Hudson's hair. That's like a big yeah. That, that is weird. Yeah, look at that forearm. Look at man. good god, that's like too yeah. That's I, I haven't had a forearm that looks like that since I discovered masturbation. Oh <laughs> lord. Oh man. Yeah, that's that, that's uh, oof. But it did make you a better artist, though, because you just don't get nearly as tired as quickly. <laughs> okay, so look at this one here. It's uh, X-Men as long as I'm Annual. doing those vertical rain strokes, man. X Men Annual '97. Okay, so look at look at that Cyclops face, man. Yeah, that's fucking good. <laughs> and look, he's, he's got that was supposed to be, I guess, a um, like a glare or whatever in the center of the visor, but instead it looks like a black hole. It's solely like sucking his face in yeah. from like the center of his forehead. You can tell that that um, face is referenced almost from like Caseda's run on X. Force. And yeah, oh, the, the Havoc? Yeah, yeah that's for sure. Bad. Okay, yeah. look at that Dark Beast. Whoa. That's Will's Protasia. It's like he was taking his favorite <laughs> artist and like trying to... Like He's he, swiping, Mad- yeah. Yeah, Maduera. It's all over the place, That'd man. That's Madurera. Jim Lee. Yep. Like, like, so every one of these was ran- referenced from other things that he'd yeah, seen. Yeah, look at that. That's Maduera, man. Trying to be, but it's all mis proportion yeah it's bad well, okay look, look at that dark beast he actually doesn't have a jaw like yeah his, his bottom jaw disappears into nothing into his chest and his mouth just goes way too far back i see it that pose is all fucked up yeah that's... you're right I, i'll admit I, I never seen this guy's stuff before I, yeah this when i was out of i'd it. never heard of him until you brought him up but i mean yeah, that's I, that's some God. rough shit man all right so here's one it's uh, a juggernaut one shot from Shit, what is this? Uh, I don't know, something from the nineties too. Right? Well, that's that he's taken from McFarland's with the teeth. Yeah, but look, look at the look at the mask. It's interesting right? that you're both really focusing on like nineties artists. Oh well. Oh god. You know, I, I say I, I get it. Oh. It's not good, but it's 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 got character. I'll at least give him that. It's not Juggernaut, uh, but it's 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 all right. Yeah, I, I, it's, I'm not gonna uh, buy it, but it was all right. <laughs> All right, so this is one where he did um, it's Superman. This is his Bizarro. It ain't no Sam Keefe. I'll give him that. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Look, look at that. 
Look at that 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 bizarro face, right? Oh. With that big ass donut in his chin. What the fuck that. is that? That doesn't yeah. look like a... that doesn't look like bizarro at all. If you had to talk, Adrian. It looks like Bernanke. Hey, like Tom. A... Hey, Terry, Terry, Tom. I gotta look that up. I mean, it's it's bad. It's that's, bad. That's okay? really that is like ultra suck right there. I don't uh, I don't care for Duncan Rillo, right? Oh, so here's a here's a Titans that he did, right? And. It's better than some of the other stuff, but even that I'm not feeling. And his that that Nightwing in the background is all wrong. Oh yeah, well, okay. It doesn't so, even look the same artist. It, it almost yeah. looks like like Jay Lee, like he's trying to copy Jay Lee. There, it's a lot less stylized, but he's yeah, he's definitely like phoning it in on the poses. Yeah, so I mean, it's just like I I don't care for Dunk. I I've never cared for his work. I do not like him. And it's yeah. like, and, it's, and I'm sure most of these folks are like really genuinely nice people. I, I I believe he really is. And again, being nice and it really has nothing to do with your art. I've oh, yeah. some nice people that really their their work really sucks. There's some there's right. some people that are incredibly artists. They're you know, terrible. They don't like, have to be nice. Like yeah. BWS. Right? Yeah. So you know, so beautiful fuck them. artist, and he's just a piece of shit. <laughs> exactly. So um, sometimes it rains and sometimes it snows. Right. So <laughs> it's just like, hey, to be honest, but, I'll, I'll say this about Barry Windsor Smith. I know everybody. Dotes all over him and says he's so great. Every time he filled in for those X Men, like that Forge Storm issue, yeah, I hate that shit. I I hate I hate the way he draws Storm. Yeah, She's I'm, ugly in that book. I've I'm never sorry. looked at his she, work outside of the Conan books. And, and Conan, he's, he's good at Conan. No, Conan's good. I'll give him Conan, but he it took him a while to get to be that guy though. Yeah, you look at yeah. the early Conan compared to what it became. He wasn't so good at first. He and used like, to just uh, be a Jack Kirby imitator. Yeah. Which and, is fine, but like you're not Jack Kirby, so... <laughs> no, and then he became what he became, but I, I don't like his colors either. Because he colored his own stuff in those I books. I never knew that. And they're weird, that weird colors. Alright, so... So, um... So I, I don't I don't like Duncan Rillo, right? Again, he could be a really nice guy, and I think I saw some knowing he came he appeared to be a really nice guy. I don't like his art at all, right? I yeah. just I it, I can't say I've ever seen a piece of his that I liked that I can even just say that's not a bad piece. I don't, don't really like it, but it's not bad, right? It's like it's consistently like off the whole way through. Now here's the thing about it's that. not like he's hit or miss, right? Here's the thing about Duncan Rillo, okay? Um, he could give two shits about whether I like him or not. Um, <laughs> well, all these people probably do not care. I mean, just no, 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 no. This, this is a, this is a special. I don't. He could give a shit about whether I like him or not, right? So, Duncan Rillo, um, and you guys, you guys have never heard of him before. I mentioned nope. him and showed you his art, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, Duncan I've seen Rillo- that Juggernaut picture, but I didn't know who did it. Duncan Rillo is, and now I'm actually, I knew this already, but I'm pulling this from Wikipedia, is an American comic book artist, a writer and artist, and, the, and is a part of the Man of Action Studios collective of creators Joe Casey, Joe Kelly, T, Stephen T. Siegel, who created Ben 10. Oh, yeah. Is oh. That where he's so little... he could give two shits about whether or not I like his work, because he's fucking swimming in money. Sure. Yeah. And he can say, you don't like my work, but my work created Ben 10. And uh, which I used to like, like the original Ben 10, not this like little 10 minute bullshit that they have on Cartoon Network now, but the original one, I like that. Generator X, love Generator X. That was a great show. And the monsters that they had in there, the kind of like body horror mutated things, that was all probably based off his designs, right? And I like that show. So he said, you cannot like my art, but fuck you, I'm swimming in money. 
and my art is what created those two characters, which are keeping me and my family fed. So you know what, Turk, you can kiss my ass. Yeah. So, so in the <laughs> well, I'm end, sure all the like, artists would be like that to a certain degree because they're successful. And it's like, and that's just gonna show. It's just like movies. They, you know, they they've got people and they've got artists that they like or don't like. And they feel the same way. Everybody, is, yeah. is it, when it's you, it hurts a little bit, but like. It's just one person's opinion. It's just we're just one. Right, but but I'm saying it's like you know I say all this about him and everything. It's like but obviously he's doing something and has done something right. Yeah. To get to where he is, and the thing is, I can't stand Steven Seagal either. Steven Seagal, whatever. <laughs> as far as a as far as a writer, I've never liked any of his stuff. Hmm. Nothing he's ever done that has ever appealed to me. Joe Kelly, I like. Joe Casey, I like. Yeah. But. Joe but Seagal, I've never cared for. Um, and but again, it's like these guys are like, hey. You know, we can we can write checks all day long. I'm not just talking about money. I'm just talking about like if I want to work on a project. Yeah, I've got an outlet that I can go ahead and say I want to work on this project well, and get to it. But then you also get guys like Logan Paul or Rice Gum from the YouTube communities who are like, "Well, I don't care if you don't like me because I'm successful." So it can be that kind of thing. So it's like that, right. that doesn't but, necessarily but again, justify you being a prick either. <laughs> but. Uh, that said, I but, hope... Well, I was going to say, but but to them, you're to, we're, but the, the difference with those two guys is those guys don't have any talent, right? Yeah, that's He true. at least has something, whether I care for his talent or like it or not. Yeah, yeah. Right? They, they, those guys are like, I have a personality. Right. Don't. <laughs> the lack of a personality is not a personality. It's like saying the lack of color is a color yeah, itself. Yeah, it's like, I have no, character flaws, right. basically. This but, guy actually has talent. Yeah. But it's not one that I perceive as being good. Yeah. So it's like there's something there even if you or I don't necessarily see it. Right. So that said, I hope that the artists I talk about today really take this to heart and just phone it in and give up. So <laughs> wow. Ron, Ron Lim, don't listen to him. No, we no, no. Ron, Ron Lim, I reneged on and said that I actually really like his, his good stuff. I just don't like his bad stuff. Wait, wait, wait. You reneged on him? Well, just on his Marvel stuff. Just, just on his Sonic stuff. His Sonic yeah, stuff is bad. Goddamn! Oh, <laughs> fucking hell, man! Now I gotta censor that. Oh, out. you can say it. You can say it. Oh, but if he says it, oh lord! I was afraid that's where you were going with. It's like, oh man, now I'm gonna have to edit the Audacity file. Wall caller one out. <laughs> So, I'm not going to touch super long on this. I've talked a little bit about it off the podcast, and apparently you guys don't necessarily agree with me on this guy. So, I'm not going to spend as much time focused on him as I am my next guy, but Jim Davis, I don't care for. And uh, I'll elaborate. For those who are listening to this and don't know, Jim Davis is the creator of the extremely famous comic strip Garfield. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people who are reading Garfield as it shows up in the newspaper now are going to say, yeah, but the character design's really appealing. What do you not like about it? Well, Jim Davis doesn't draw those. He hasn't drawn the comic for a pretty long time. I think he stopped drawing it himself in the late 80s, early 90s, something like that. And that was after he broke his foot and could no longer hold a brush, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because... So here's here's the thing. I guess I should probably start, like, kind of chronologically from the beginning here. Okay. Jim Davis is not an artist. He's not an illustrator. He did not go to school for art, illustration, design, painting, comics, any of that. Jim Davis went to school for marketing. He has a degree in marketing. He can market like there's no fucking tomorrow. And when he designed Garfield and created the strip, he was like, I'm going to do something that I can market and sell like crazy. So it's like, here's this character with an iconic color, with an iconic look, who has all these catchphrases and shit that we can market super easily. But I will say this, going to what you were just saying, 
The original design for Garfield it wasn't was that good. Absolutely horrible. It wasn't that's that what I'm going to pull up. Yeah. Some of these 1970s strips, because that's the shit that Jim Davis drew. Yeah. And it looks atrocious. Yeah. The appealing Garfield with like the three heads character proportions and the big eyes and like the really sleek, smooth brushings, that's not Jim Davis. What Jim Davis does now is he markets shit like crazy and he will do like rough stick figure layouts for his artists to go over. So he still comes up with the joke with a writing team. But, uh... Joke. <laughs> the joke, if you can call it that. Jim didn't show up again today. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing. It's like, when Jim Davis went into this, it was like, hmm, he he hates Mondays. He's lazy. He's sarcastic. He likes lasagna. It's all this, like, iconic I, stuff. I like lasagna, too. Oh, lasagna's delicious. I, I like, buy pre-frozen lasagnas all the time. Um, Stouffer's. Oh, yeah, Stouffer's is the shit. So... So, I mean, just I'm just going to let you guys look through some of these old 70s strips here. That... Dude, I had them. I have the collection. I, I bought Garfield I... all through when I was in high school. I, I really liked I Garfield, used to, man. yeah. So, like, you guys have seen this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the, the posing isn't very dynamic. The humans just look like ass. I've never, even as a child reading these strips, I've never understood the way he does noses. Because it's like there's a tiny little horizontal line and then just an upper lip. I think that these original Garfields are the ones that uh, Lisa Kudrow was singing about on Friends, <laughs> the Smelly Cat, and she was basing it off of that. Oh yeah, that's that's the next artist I'm going to talk about, so oh, we'll, yeah. we'll get into that. But yeah, so I mean, that's the thing, it's like, oh, Garfield is this like international thing, it's can, been around can, for... Can I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that's cool. No, I was just going to say, like, just looking at his early stuff, it almost reminds me of the transition from The Simpsons from the Tracy Ullman show <laughs> to when it became... So it's like... You got to give him credit for coming up with the idea and yeah. becoming what it became, though. It's it's almost like uh, because, you know, Matt Groening didn't. The thing we see as Homer, yeah, yeah, isn't what he came up with either, and so or or, or Bart and the, so, the oh yeah, the oh. and like yeah, like I said, from a marketing standpoint, it's a really good idea. It clearly works. Sure, Garfield's still around forty years later or whatever it is, and he's still still selling books, still selling T-shirts and little suction cup stuff toys. It's and all terrible. That. I think if yeah. If they ever stop making Garfield, all the Hallmark stores would close. Probably so. <laughs> you know, I was going to say, man, the one guy, just talking about orange cats, you know the orange cat that you want to see. Oh, Heathcliff. Hobbs. Oh, oh. oh Hobbs, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Calvin, well, is it oh Hobbs? God. I thought it was Hobbs. Like, I, uh, was I always Hobbs, said so. Hobbs. But like, but, but like, uh, Calvin, man. Calvin and Hobbs that, is a beautiful show. That guy did not market at all. It All he, his money is straight up art. And selling books. Oh, yeah. He didn't need to do the other stuff. Well, he fought he, it tooth and nail because yeah. his agency wanted to. Yeah. They, they pushed yeah. hard. And he was like, I don't care if I never show up in another strip. I'm not going to be commercial like that. He did it the Gary Larson route, too, because he was like, mm-hmm. 10 years and done. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to do it anymore. Yeah. Respect, oh, man. respect that. I, I, I love absolutely everything about Calvin and Hobbs and about Bill Watterson. I can't believe you um you brought up <laughs> fucking Heathcliff, man. Oh, uh, Heathcliff's God. bad, too. But... God, that was a biggest piece of shit. But, like, like Garf- if... Garfield was a huge piece of my childhood, and Heathcliff wasn't. So... But, like, and, I mean, I could bitch about the writing, but really we're not talking so much about the writing, but, I mean, just, like, this one strip I'm showing you guys, Garfield slaps a burger off of a plate, he jumps up and attacks the burger, and John says, Don't be cruel, Garfield. Put the cat burger out of its misery and eat it. I, I What's the gag? I don't get the joke there. <laughs> no, I, I admit it's, it's kind of, like, I even admit, looking back on it, but I'll tell you this, man, like, uh, having a son... He, he watches some of the Netflix Garfield stuff, and he's watched some of the newer versions of them. Because mm-hmm. he's, he's gotten into it off and on. 
And some of it's not bad. I mean, like, it, it's watchable stuff. It's I've seen worse cartoons on the air than what they've done with this character. I don't agree necessarily about, like... I, I agree with the aspect that he takes credit for something he's not doing. I think that's kind of... You just can't put your it's, name on it. Give, give, give it dual credit. Yeah, Say, yeah. written by Jim Davis, concept by Jim Davis... But give your artist the guy because I, I saw that guy. Oh, well, Stan, Lee Stanley. The, no, Stan Lee the, in all the, capital letters. The, 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 the guy, the guy that like uh, the guy that like uh, drew it for him. He came up with his own strip. It was like a grandma type strip. I saw him. He does everything on a Wacom tablet. Oh, nice. It's, it's like uh, uh, I can't remember his name. I've seen him. He's got like a beard and glasses. Oh, comical artist. <laughs> but, but, but like he he like um he did his own strip for a while and it didn't take off. But but Garfield paid the bills. Yeah, he'd rather do his own strip, but he's doing that. So he's working, but he's I'm That's, sure he'd rather be doing his own thing. Yeah, I mean, you know? just it, it sucks to me that I don't even know the guy's name. Me too, yeah. And it's like, yeah. uh, no, the the guy who's actually drawing the strip, I think he's talented. I think that the, oh, yeah. I think the modern-day Garfield designs have appeal, sure. but it's not Jim Davis. No, I agree with that. I'll so, give you that. So, well, I was going to say, you were talking about the cartoons and everything. I remember watching like the different Gar- uh, Garfield Christmas specials and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, and those, yeah. I think, are funny, but the thing is, uh, they are they don't center around Garfield. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 and there's other characters in there to kind of help that. And I used to watch U.S. Acres, which was created by Jim Davis. That's funny. I really love good. U.S. Acres. That's that was funny. great. I actually have one. That's the only like like collected book I have mm-hmm. is U.S. Acres. No, yeah. That was good. Those, those were a lot of fun. But and did he draw that? Because that because that looks like I, the more like somebody else would have drawn it beside him like, compared feel, to those early stuff. Yeah, I don't feel like he did. I could be wrong, but I'd be very very surprised if he actually drew that. I remember there was there was the only thing I could really say I, I liked about um, about Garfield. Is um, there was a, a comic strip? kicks Odie off the table. It's just so funny. <laughs> no, well, it, it was every it was, week. It was a comic strip where um, he told Odie like leave him alone, and uh, before he was gonna like knock him in the next week. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it was like it was like let's say for example it came out on a, on like a Tuesday, right? Yeah, I don't remember when it did. And Odie was still like bottom, and he smacked him and like knocked him like, in the air and off the panel. Yeah. And then the following week, Odie comes flying in from off panel and like knocks him out. Oh yeah! And it was like he knocked him in next week. That was a funny gag. That that was clever. And like every once in a while, Jim Davis would do stuff like that that was really good. Like he did a series of Sunday strips for a while where Garfield just like goes into a room and John and Odie are gone. And so for like two or three weeks, it's just Garfield like basically trapped in the Twilight Zone and trying to figure out what's going on. And it's it's actually like kind of a heavy heavy story and then he just ends it and it's not even a joke it's just like I know oh, we're just gonna do this creepy what if thing I know right. it's stupid but like I always kind of liked it when he shipped normal to Abu Dhabi too oh yeah yeah. I thought that was kind of funny I always thought normal was a, like in like when I watched the cartoons I always thought normal was a, a female cat yeah, yeah, the voice. I kind of was like yeah I was like, I was like well, it's not even like a cute male voice. It, like, it didn't really fit. I always thought normal. And then and Garfield's girlfriend is really pretty ugly oh I mean, she, gosh I mean she's a, a the I mean, lips. She, she, she's a straight up buck bitch. teeth. She, she is so oh, much teeth. a uh, fucking like catnip grubber, you know. And talking about marketing, we're having a whole conversation of stuff we probably haven't even paid attention to for twenty years. You know, oh, it's yeah. like yeah. It's so like I mean, it's except like, for you know, I mean, I've seen it recently. Works. But yeah, yeah. It's it clearly it's icon- works. You're an icon. You're an icon. Right. You're an icon. So it's not. Yeah. I can't. I can't avoid not. Well, I can avoid not talking about it, but it's it, you're there, so it's not like I'm really promoting you in any way. You're already there. Mm-hmm. So I just and I find it funny that like you guys have been talking about like Marvel and Image and DC guys, and it's like I'm gonna talk about Jim Davis, famous newspaper. Well, no, but, but, you know what? I'll say this though: we can, we can attack Bill Keen if you want. <laughs> Fuck Bill <laughs> Keen. My early beginnings of like uh, 
comic strip and comic books kind of overlap to a certain degree because that's where they started. Yeah, the yeah, comics yeah. started as a collection of comic strips. You know, it's like mm-hmm. uh, so like that's the whole thing. It's like uh, I, I, I I loved reading the comic strips for a long time, early stuff. And one of my biggest one was uh, it's talking about unfavorite artist, favorite artist, Berkeley Breathe, man. Oh yeah, Bloom uh, County, man. Forget great. about it. It's beautiful stuff. I never man. read Bloom County. Really, I never, it was. So, I never read it, but I looked at his work all the time. It's hard to read now because everything. The one thing that dates it is all current events, it's all politics, and so it's like it, it doesn't stand up with the times. But the work, but so is Pogo so, by Walt Kelly, and it still holds up. Yeah, like yeah. it's all about like there's there's so many like arcs about the space race and stuff, and like they they have it out with like Russian seals who are trying to get to the moon and stuff. But Dude, Little it, Nemo and Slumberland, oh, like yeah, uh, that's beautiful, and yeah, it's all, all that stuff, man. It's like Terry and the Pirates. Some of that early stuff, man, big influences like Oh yeah, uh, Milk Kane if he did Harry and the Pirates. Yeah, he he was a genius. The Hildebrand brothers took over for a while for his uh, stuff. Greg and Tim? Yeah. Okay. Like for, for like the regular series for a while. It's what been a while it? ago, but like Well, you know my favorite from the comic strips, right? What's that? Parson? Mary Worth. Oh Mary Worth. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I love that art where she convinced did, her for the one with suicide. The, yeah. <laughs> that was the, it's worth a lot of money, you know. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Stop banging your head against the counter. It contains a very rare Mary Worth. Wish she advances a friend to commit suicide. <laughs> and Windsor, Windsor McKay, man. If you look at his oh, God, Little Nemo's Slumberland, I mean, that stuff. Like so, it is the rare bit fiend. And, I'm sorry. I'm just going. I, I mean, I, I just oh, yeah. I really appreciate early comic art. And I, and I got to say, that will always have a spell. Garfield will always have, just because early on, mm-hmm. I really liked it. I mean, it's it like, was, I, I, I at the time... But it was at that time. I yeah. admit now, it's not so much... Well, it's it's the nostalgia thing. Yeah, like it brings yeah. you a feeling of joy because yeah. it was a huge part of your childhood. I still have me. a Garfield doll Yeah, you know, from when I was a kid. You so know? The, I mean, I'd still read them. Yeah, yeah. I, the interesting thing about Garfield is I stopped reading Garfield before I stopped liking Garfield. <laughs> so I, there's still the strips that I remember, even though the sure. only one I can really remember is that one. It's the next Tuesday one, right. yeah. But I still remember like it, and I was like, Nah, I don't hate it, but I don't really like it. And then the other, the early stuff, it's just that character design is just it's, it's, it's ugly. So it's so ugly. ugly. As opposed to Family Circus oh, that God. I read until I just oh, hated. You know, uh, Family Circus is one of those things. Like I, I don't want to read it, but it's always right there. Yeah, it oh, pisses me and, off, and it's so quick. It's so you know, quick. it's that little circle, and then it's that really bad like. It's not even a dad uncle joke. It's like a great great grandfather joke. N- barely even that. I don't think you can really call them jokes. See, I like Hagar the Horrible Man. Hagar the Horrible I, has some good moments. And I, I liked uh, um, uh, what's the other one? Um, the one I didn't like that was drawn beautifully. Prince Valiant, man. That thing Holy looked beautiful, shit, but yes. I couldn't read it, man. I never read it, but that art is so friggin' gorgeous. Insane. He's not the best mm-hmm. uh, photorealistic artist I've seen from newspapers, but he's really good. Okay, so I like Dick Tracy and Chester Gould, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I Chester love, Gould's beautiful. I love Kathy. Kathy Guy's white. Ah, amazing. Fuck off. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. <laughs> fuck right off with that. With your uh, stupid damn invisible nose. Oh, guy just... I mean, yeah, I get it. It's bikini season. You're not ready, right? Uh, just I'm uh, depressed from looking on the scale. Yeah, no, definitely you remember, not. You remember the Seinfeld episode with Ziggy, where Elaine comes up with the thing for the New Yorker, oh, yeah. and Ziggy's like, "Look, the New Yorker's still in my jokes." <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and God, Ziggy, what? Oh, yeah, God, that Ziggy, was yeah. yeah. yeah when when, to, 
when the sixties were over, then it was like, hey, um, hey, yeah, like this is still around. <laughs> so I'm gonna talk about my last artist here, and uh, I've I've bitched about this particular book before on the Corova Game Bar, and uh, really I just want to talk about the artist a little bit specifically, and it's actually a manga artist. So anybody who's been on the channel for a while knows I'm not a super huge fan of manga. I have a few that I do enjoy, but. Uh, Typically, I think that manga tends to make young artists develop some bad habits that they refuse to grow out of. Uh, I'm not going to elaborate on that too much, but I'm just going to talk about this artist in in particular because I thought it would be a cop-out to go, manga art! And I wanted to talk specifically about one artist, uh, and that would be Masayuki Taguchi. For Because I don't take it you guys really read a lot of manga. Mm. I don't read a ton myself, so... Masayuki Taguchi happens to be the artist of the manga adaptation of none other than Battle Royale. Oh. So, as I've explained, Battle Royale, love the book, love the film. I was like, I'm going to read the manga. This and, and here's the thing. If you go online, people talk about this manga like it is the gold standard of good manga. And they're like, this is the best manga art. So I'm like, I'm going to read it. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of go over my impressions of this guy and see if you guys kind of agree with me. First of all... He, he tends to try to do a lot of detail, but he does it to the point where his humans look uncanny valley. They look plastic. I look at this world and I see plastic humans. Um, it's, it's, very, it's very unsettling to me because there's no stylization. It's just, I'm just going to pile detail onto this no matter how bad it looks. Um, a few things he has that are, I would just deem as bad habits. Not necessarily bad art, but just bad habits that make the work look gross. Is that every fluid that he draws every like human bodily fluid that he draws on here just looks viscous and completely opaque whether it's blood snot tears mucus whatever it just looks opaque and viscous and and disgusting to me so as i'm looking at these characters and i'm reading this manga what i see is this world where the characters look like they would all be moist like i feel like if i reached out and touched one of these characters on the face it would just be like it just looks gross gross as hell so I'm looking at this one here where it looks like a girl's getting shot in the face. Yeah. And I can't tell if, from yeah, the look of it weird. If, weird. if the bullet is hitting her. So Coming like through the, one side or the other. Right. It yeah. looks like her brains are being blown out, which would make me think that the bullet is coming from the front. From the front, yeah. But her teeth are flying forward, <laughs> which would make me think the bullet is coming from the back. And plus, the blood and everything is being splattering out from the front. Now, if you get shot, it's going to be a splatter, but... This is one thing that I always hate when you're looking at, when you're doing with anything, when there's blood, like, splatter and stuff, Mm -hmm. is that if you get hit or shot or stabbed or whatever, it doesn't always mean you're going to bleed or that you're going to have, like, blood just, like, gushing out. If you don't hit an artery, it's not going to be a gushing of blood, yeah, you know? Because yeah. it's that pumping of the heart which shoots the blood out. Yeah. You know? It's just like like when someone cuts their wrist, right? The blood trickles out. It doesn't spurt out, right? So, if you get... If I, if I got, like, shot in the nose, let's say, right? Blood's not going to go gushing out of my nose. There's no... There's, like, veins and stuff there. But there's nothing that's going to... Sp- Spurt it out like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you get a nosebleed, it doesn't come like streaming out of your nose like milk, right? <laughs> Unless you're a manga character, right. you see a pretty girl. It seems like he's got a thing with noses because here, this one too. This guy's getting he's, his nose cut. He's like, got a lot of things. I, <laughs> it, it, I'll say this: I don't think he's a bad artist, but the thing is, he might be a little confused because 
it looks like an Americanized version of manga. It looks like an American trying to draw manga. Yeah, yeah it does. And, and like, I, it's almost like he's influenced by American somewhat. And it's like, you know maybe that's the... why he's popular because pe- people over there kind of so. like dig the fact that he looks kind of like more like our guys. And maybe maybe so. you, it you, stands out. You know who yeah. did the localization for the English version of that? Who? Keith Giffen. Oh, I can see that. Which shocks the hell out of me. Cause but I he, love he, Keith he just did the translation, though, right? He Yeah, he, well, he basically took the translation and was like, I'm going to like jazz this up into oh, right. and, and like, he, speakable he, English, basically. Right. So, yeah, I mean, he, he just basically localized it is is the thing yeah, there. But, oh, sorry. So, and I didn't I didn't do... um I, I can't remember the characters' names, which is horrible, but, I mean, they're all Japanese names, so... But, right. but um... Shu- you, uh, Shuya? Um, yeah, Shuya Shogo, but I'm thinking of the... The girl who used the sickle. Okay. Was it, um... I do. It's Mi- Miyumi? I think it was Miyumi. Okay. I believe her name was Miyumi. Um, if anybody's a fan and knows the character's name, please don't get mad at me, because I just don't remember. It's been a long time since I've read this. But Miyumi, she's basically the school slut. She works as a prostitute on the side. You know all... Uh, yeah, like, I remember You know that, this yeah. character. Okay. The way he draws her is certainly not as a 15-year-old girl. <laughs> She, she is not drawn or depicted as a 15-year-old girl in this story at all. She looks more like a 21-year-old super slut. And it's like, it's way too, way too iffy and way too pornographic is it, for... Is this for, from Battle Royale? Is that a yeah. different book? Yeah, that's Battle Royale. That's a female character, by the way. She looks like a fucking old midget. Doesn't she? I'm sorry, little person. <laughs> hey, Does, guys. Just, just like the bat-poking kitty... Boys just love to poke. I don't remember that in the book. Hey man, I know you're just gonna say goodbye, but like uh, I um, I probably buy like yeah. three minutes here. I gotta head out, so I just sure, want to yeah. say one more thing. I don't want to, and I'll listen to the rest of this when we yeah yeah get it up in there. Definitely. But like uh, there's a guy that I like. He's one. He he is. I guess he yeah. He's my favorite artist without a doubt. Like um, and it took a long time to get there, and people other people hate him. They he's actually the first guy. Where like a mainstream title, he got pulled off of it because they call his style perverse. Kevin O'Neill. I love Kevin O'Neill. Uh, oh yeah, Kevin O'Neill. Kevin O'Neill. If you look at his black and white stuff, that dude's a damn genius. And like he and people don't like him. He, he he's not necessarily mainstream style, but like I know people really despise his work. But he, that's just you know there you go. Just taste me personally. I like I buy his his yeah. like you know, art editions. I I mean like he. He's a genius, man. I, 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 he's old school English line work is just, uh, it's impeccable, and he does it all. Yeah, like I mean, he does it from beginning to end, and it's, it's perfect. It's, I, I'm gonna say this. Got man. some really nice stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna say this. I do see traces of McKeever's style. I, I can with, I, I, with I, and Kevin O'Neill. Yeah, especially when he draws the big guys, and I can too. But it's not done as well as him. You got to give him that too. Like, of course. I mean, like it just tastes, but like his is disproportioned. McKeever's, we like it's something yeah. always off. Whereas, like when when Kevin O'Neill does it, he's not as thick a heavy line. I think uh, I think McKeever's relying on brushes, and maybe uh, I might be wrong about this. Maybe uh, Kevin O'Neill, but it looks more like he's pen guy. Yeah, he definitely is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it's just it's just taste. Yeah, but no, I appreciate I, it, guys, and I'm sorry to run, but like I, I'm already over time, and well, yeah, yeah, they're, they're texting me and stuff. So We kept you for like an hour and a half over what you were supposed to be. But it was so. fun. And, sorry about that. And hopefully we can do it again. And, Absolutely. Uh, Thanks it. for being on the show, man. So uh, uh, as, you're, as you're leaving, I'm just going to go ahead and throw, toss up some parting words here, which is uh, 
you know, uh, Akomi and I have talked about. Well, Akomi has said, talked about doing a uh, doing a couple of uh, of podcasts and I think videos about your um, like your uh, comic books and things that influenced you and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, and Crawler and I were actually talking about doing this a similar thing too, but not in the same vein because we are more of the mainstream kind of artist guys, right? Right, and uh, and you. Hope in the future you'd be able to kind of check out a uh, thing with with uh, Carl and I talking about some of the our favorite books that we grew up reading. Yeah, and uh, and so you know we're gonna kind of just pick different stories and uh, and books that we that we read growing up that really kind of helped that pulled us into comic books and also kind of held us there as being you know that that genre that we loved. Right, right. So so you look forward and- to seeing a little bit more of him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was it was really good having him on the show. Kind of kind of feel bad that we kept him for so long, but but yeah. So I mean, really, if I just if I had to pick one manga artist that I just find completely and entirely unappealing in every capacity, it would be Masayuki. So um, so I mean, and there's a lot I could bitch about with the Battle Royale adaptation, um, and I've I've talked a lot about it on the Kuroba Game Bar itself, but. Uh, I mean, like, I, I do not feel like that adaptation does justice to uh, to the book or to the movie. I think the characters are all grossly out of character. I think the character designs look extremely, extremely different from what the author's original intent was uh, in the book. And, I mean, really, even just, like, holding it up side by side with the films, it, it is clearly really different. So, um... I, I could go on about that for <laughs> I could go on about that for a really really long time but I don't I don't necessarily want to beat a dead horse uh, the, but the fact the fact that like I can show show uh, Turk and crawler uh, like these screen caps from Battle Royale and their immediate response is to just like recoil and like hold their heads back and like whoa what the hell am I looking at I think that kind of speaks volumes for for what this is Um just just because it's popular and regarded as the best manga art does not mean that it is. I, th- I think that you're going to be much better suited to like to like look at some of uh, Kira Toriyama's work or something like that if you want like good manga art. But hey, that's just me. Um, you know the thing is, I've never I've never read a I really haven't really read a lot of, of manga. The closest I've really come to being like reading a manga artist is probably Adam Warren. Okay. Who has a, a manga kind of style, but I've never really read any manga. Like I want to, if you could, if you could consider Akira. Oh yeah. Manga. Akira is totally a manga. But I mean, of course, when I'm looking at, I'm looking at the the Marvel or Epic Comics reprints. Oh, oh. yeah. But again, I haven't even so read any, really. I think I have like one issue of that. Um, there was a couple of books I had got back in the day from uh, I think it was Viz or one of those. Oh yeah. Of like a. Uh, the Fist of North Star and that kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. then yeah, those are more stylized to look just like the cartoon or, or vice versa. So mm-hmm. I'm not really looking at the artists because right. it's pretty much just like the the anime. Yeah, so it's basically what you've already seen. Um, right. I, I think there's like I, I actually really prefer the uh, the cartoony manga artists like Osama Tezuka. He's considered the god of manga, and I mean he's just he's he's brilliant. I think his work is impeccable. 
And, of course, I talk about Akira Toriyama a lot. I know you don't like Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z or any of that, but I think he's got a really appealing art style. Um, myself, that's that's just me. I think One Punch Man is a lot of fun uh, for art style. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Just every time, if, if you ever, like, do a Google search on, like, best best manga art or something like that, then you're going to see... You're gonna see this guy at the top of the list, or, or amongst the top of the list. It just every time you see people talk about battle royale, they're like, "Oh, it's it's violent and it's gritty and it doesn't pull any punches and it's good to sex and the nudity and the art is just amazing. It's the best manga art." And it's like it's really, really not. See, that was the, that was kind of the same like kind of thing that people used to always say about uh, preacher back in the day. Yeah, you know, which I always hated preacher, and they're like, "Oh man, it's because <laughs> it's this." And it's like, yeah, but. That's that's the appeal to it is that it's got you know it's profane it's got a lot of dick and fart jokes to it and that right. kind of stuff but that doesn't make it good right I understand right. that's what bringing you that's bringing you to like this industry but just because it has that kind of stuff that doesn't make it good and when that's what every issue was about or mm-hmm. whatever again it doesn't make it good it just makes it different than what you were expecting and right. somehow that is that. That like keys into you, but again, it's well, like I don't know, because I I really like Lobo. I love the Lobo books. You I know love that, Lobo. and it's like, well, Lobo stands on nothing besides being really violent and really profane and really funny. But he's also he's also a parody, though. Yeah, you know? it's it's done it's done in the same light that I see fr- the Friday the Thirteenth films, where it's like I'm not trying to be good, I'm trying to be funny. It, I'm I'm trying to present this as a crass over the top parody that's funny. But Lobo has has there's two versions of Lobo. There's the the Lobo one shot Lobo things. Lobo goes yeah. to hell. Lobo series. Love You've those. got Lobo in the regular DC continuity. Yeah, which yeah. is this grounded version, which has the attitude of the of the the satirical version, but. It doesn't have all the other stuff. So, you know, when you look at Logan, uh, Lobo in, like, the Legion books, mm-hmm. when he, his Superman appearances, those are much different than the Lobo that you see in the other things. That's very true, yeah. So, so it's like, you know, you, you're seeing it, but then there's also the two different versions depending on what you're reading. Right, yeah. You don't always get that with stuff. Yeah, you really don't. And, and like, really, I think a character like Lobo or even Deadpool, it kind of necessitates it. Yeah. Where it's like they have to be able to cut loose and do their own thing, but then if if that becomes canonical, then it kind of breaks the universe. Because mm-hmm. like Deadpool has killed the entire Marvel universe like three times now, I think, and it's like though well, that can't really be canonical. Lobo has killed God in one book. I I never actually read that one, but I know I he took out a bounty on God. It's like I can't I can't get into Deadpool anymore. He's to me he's so overused and overplayed, he's oversaturated like crazy. He really really is. It was cool when it was, like, this edgy alternative thing, where it was like, yeah, this ain't your grandpa's Marvel, but now it's very tired. When when Deadpool got his his, uh, his first real ongoing series with um, Joe Kelly and Ed McGinnis, yeah. th- that was good. And then when, uh, when uh, Christopher Priest took it over, those were some good issues. When he had Tom Cruise's face, it was, <laughs> it was uh, spelled T-H-O-M. C R U Z, and then and uh, Tom Cruise, and uh, Loki had tricked him into thinking that he was Loki's son. Right? It, that would it was that's awesome. It was, it was good. Um, but then now this stuff is just it's kind of they it's it's gotten to that point where not that they don't have to try anymore, but it's like it the stories don't have to be as 
I guess, um, original, not original, um, they don't have to be as sharp. Yeah. As far as the humor and stuff goes. And because they know that the people, a lot of the, the fans don't really need it to be that to enjoy it. And uh, they want the, just the kind of lowbrow humor. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's the thing. And it's not, like not they, that I, not they that know it's automatically. To be, yeah. I'm sorry. Not that I expect it to be like Frasier. Right. <laughs> but it doesn't have to be as, you know. Well, they at least need to look like they give a damn, you know? That's that's a big thing for me. It's like if your book isn't perfect, that's fine, but at least try to look like you care about what you're doing. Yeah, that's that's really the big message with this, you know. That kind of harkens back to Ron Lim. It's like he's a really good artist, but you look at something like Sonic, and it's like just just at least look like you care, dude. <laughs> at least look like you give half of a damn about these characters, because how can we as readers be expected to give a damn about the characters if you, the creator, don't? So. Yeah, I think I think that's pretty much all mine. The only other artist I could really just rag on for days, and I already have on the Kuroba Game Bar, would be Thomas Kincaid. <laughs> and it's like, well, he's not really in sequential art per se. I will say he did do backgrounds for the uh, Ralph Bakshi film adaptation of Frazetta's Fire and Ice. Really? Yeah, and those, not gonna lie, those backgrounds, actually pretty good. They actually look pretty decent. I don't know what the hell happened to him. I don't know, like, why he decided, I'm going to stop doing good animation background stuff and doing good fantasy art and just switch over to doing shitty lighthouses. But, uh, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's one of those, like, precipitous drops in talent and ability. But, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to rag on him too much because I've done it more times than I can count on the Let's Play stuff, so. Yeah, I, I you know... Like I said, I, I said my I said my piece about the people that uh, that I like and and again, it, it, you know, it's it's not that Duncan Rillo I think is a bad artist or even a bad person. I don't even know him as a person, right? It's just that when I looked at his stuff, it it just it it just didn't it didn't click for me. And I look at him like, ah, oh, I don't I don't get that, you know. Uh, and and you know, for for a mainstream kind of book, I'm just like, ah, oh, it's. It's not keying in, and it. But he he did something right, or he's doing something right. So, I, I you know, it's, it's the eye of the beholder. Yep, for sure. So yeah, so we. Oh hey, cool. Very cool. Sorry. No, it's it's awesome. It's uh, the Pokemon trainer now has an amiibo. You know the Game Grumps have like a complete collection of every amiibo released. So does uh, so does uh, Booger. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Suck on that one, Aaron and Dan. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, their display is really nice. They're like they've got an entire hallway dedicated to it, just lined with custom built shelving. Oh, so like like each compartment has an amiibo in it. And so it's all backlit. He, so he actually put his up in a um. And a display that's meant for, I think, baseballs. Oh, nice. And they fit right in there. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. But yeah, so uh, so we probably stepped on some toes. And, you know, I, I think I think that what Crawler was saying is, like, right on the nose at the beginning of this, which is, you know, this, this is really just kind of our opinion. We're not saying that these guys are objectively bad in most cases. I think in some cases we were saying, yes, this is objectively bad. But... Like, mo- most of these guys that we're talking about, it's just saying that, you know, we really don't see it ourselves. And, you know, it really just doesn't resonate with us. 
you know, and and I'm just not again. We're, we we said we were going to limit this to certain things, whatever. But I just want to I just want to touch on something when you said that these people aren't objectively bad. You know, one of the problems that I've always had, and I've always said that you know one of my biggest issues with uh, with Rob Liefeld isn't that he's a bad artist; it's that he was capable of doing better. Yeah, because he's yeah. done better in the past. He's capable of doing it. But for whatever reason, he chooses not to. Yes. And that's the thing that really gets me is that he can be better, but it's like, well, I don't need to. And it's like, well, I, you know, I, I thought you were, I, I thought you were a, a, an artist, a comic book artist, you know, mm-hmm. this is the medium you chose. I mean, if you, if you're not, then that, that's fine. But, you know, it's just, I think back to that 501 commercial and, and I'm like, you are the chosen one. You know, <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like there were so many eyes on him. He was just the face of comics for so long. Just to to my mind, if your fans are supporting you and like you're you're able to do this for a living, then you kind of owe it to them to do the absolute best work that you can do. Right, right. You don't you don't owe you don't owe sh- you don't owe me shit, right? Yeah. But if you are dependent upon me you know to you know for your not ex- you know you know i'll say for 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 your existence in this our area in this arena right mm-hmm. then yeah you deserve to give me your best but that's what you expect out of anybody even if even if i'm just going up to the store to get a fucking burger from the fast food place i want your best burger every time you make it yeah you know and if I don't get that once or twice, guess what? I'm not going to come here anymore. Right. So you don't really owe me as a person anything. But this is, you do this is owe... Thomas Kincaid background. Sorry. <laughs> no. That's nice. It's that's good. nice. Nice. What the hell happened to him? Sorry. He, but, keep... but <laughs> you do owe me as a consumer, as a buyer of your product. You deserve to give me... You deserve... I deserve your best. Um, yeah. You know? And that's all. Because because I think that that's really what, what everybody asks or whatever product they buy is your best mm-hmm. you know you know we watch we watched congo last night and <laughs> and we trashed congo last night right and you know sometimes you, you we hear all the time about a movie that is not you know that they went into it like this movie is not going to be good at all and i and i know that and and i'm not going to give it my best work but right. then sometimes you know that i'm not expecting the best i'm going into this expecting right. this to be on a c level right, right? <laughs> But then I've gone to movies and I've walked out like, uh, you know, I said I didn't really care for Deadpool 2 that much. We talked about that. Right. But I think everyone went into that with their – I think I went into that expecting their best. I don't know if I got that. Not necessarily from the actors or from the, the digital effects artists or anything. But maybe I didn't get that from the studio. Maybe mm-hmm. I didn't get that from the writers, you know. Uh, it's like I didn't, I didn't get the best that I was expecting that I – thought was due right for for what you were asking because you, you you're asking that of people right when you know i'm asking for you to give me your best and you're asking for me to trust you mm-hmm. that you're going to provide your best yeah so it's, it's, it's a very symbiotic relationship extremely so yeah uh, probably more so than most like popular entertainment I mean, there there might be something like that with like YouTube or something, but I mean, really, there's there's such a there, there's such a symbiosis to to comic art that yeah, 
I don't know, just to, to me, I'm not, I'm not a believer in good enough. I'm a believer in doing the best that you can do, no matter what it is. But when it's something like that where, you know, dude, you, you were 16 and Marvel went to bat for you and hired you on and, like, your, your fans made you a huge skyrocket success. How dare you settle for good enough yeah. in that capacity? How dare you look at that page and go, eh, it'll do. When you know you can do better, it mm-hmm. just it's infuriating to me. That's not a forgivable thing in art. There, there may be some situations where that's okay, but not not in art, not in something that's like your legacy as a creator on this earth. And and yeah, your talent got you, you know, to a certain place. But I think we've all known that talent can't keep you there if without without that fan base, right? Because we know there's some people out there that are completely untalented, and but their fans keep them like you know way above where they need to be yeah all right so we've gone for like about two hours holy (laughs) shnikes yeah we've we've really like gone to town on that but um yeah no i mean folks if if you don't agree with us or you know if if you uh if you think that we were like unfair towards any of these artists, feel free to to address it. I mean, we we may just need to like agree to disagree, but I'm I'm always interested in hearing other people's takes on something. Yeah. I would I would love to see somebody try to defend why Battle Royale is good. <laughs> <laughs> but no, honestly, I I will be doing a full review of the entire manga run of Battle Royale sometime, and uh, that those will actually be in video format, so I'll be able to defend that stance a little bit better. But uh, you know, as far as as far as what I had to say about uh, about Rouleau, you know, I think I think I I handled it, you know, when I said, "Hey, he doesn't really need me to like him or not." Right. And, and he's <laughs> and he has been successful with what he's done. I mean, mm-hmm. he's created something that has a you know has longevity because I mean, how many iterations of Ben Ten have we had? Right. Um, I wish at they, least two, if not three. Well, we had the original Ben Ten, and then there was the one where they kind of went after he had kind of like gotten to high school. Oh yeah, and it was him and Kevin and Gwen. Yeah, I'd forgotten. And then we had like another like so, another Ben Ten before like that. Yeah, so yeah, four. We, yeah, I think, and, and no, then we had the two like live action TV movies. One which was directed by Alex Winter. I had no uh, from, idea <laughs> from uh, Bill and Ted. Holy shit! Yeah, I had no idea. So yeah, so I mean, so again. I mean, he's got something that is going to continue to kind of. It's it's basically like almost like the turtles, where it's like it'll go, it'll run its course, and then next you know we'll get it like a little soft reboot there, and it'll kind of come back and do yeah. its thing. It's... And and I wish that they that Generator Rex had lasted longer because it was a really good show. Yeah, and I think they even had a, a crossover with Ben Ten as well, but for <laughs> whatever reason, it just didn't go. Um, maybe maybe it's because of toys. You know, a lot of stuff yeah. turned out later that the toys didn't sell, so that's why the cartoon oh, was canceled. Yeah. But yeah, again, he doesn't need me. He's done very well on his own, and yeah, people seem to be really like what it is. I just could not get into it, and I still can't. <laughs> and, uh, you know, for, for my part, if you folks, like, really feel like Jim Davis has some staying power and feel like the, uh, the Garfield work that he actually worked on is good, well, then, you know, I'll... I'll happily, like, accept if you would just, you know, write out your defense on a piece of paper and fold that piece of paper up and stuff it up your ass. <laughs> I knew that's where you were going. I knew it. I was just waiting for it. I was like, I was like that paper's going up somebody's ass. I was like, I, I knew it. <laughs> yeah, no, like, seriously, just uh, get, get better taste, people. Come on. But no, um, I, I think I think that's it. I think we should probably call it a wrap. Um, we're probably gonna have to break this down into a two-parter anyway. Yeah. 
But uh, but yeah, th- that was uh, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm glad. Oh, I'm glad we got to talk about that. And uh, and I, uh, we should have done this like early on a couple different times, but I, we're not used to doing this kind of thing. But this episode of uh, So Our Moms Think We're Funny were brought to you by Erasers. Fucking used one sometimes. <laughs> Looking at you, Rob. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> I just get to a meme of like Anakin, right? Coming like burning, you know, in a Mustafar and like a pair of, a pair of feet, and we're going, "I hate you! I hate you!" <laughs>